Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, host of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I want to serve you. This pandemic has been so hard on America's small businesses and on just America in general. If you're ready to start your dream business, boy, do I have a great offer for you. I am giving away 1,000 copies of my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people have this book. It has been printed in multiple languages around the world, and I wanted to find a way to serve America's small businesses in this pandemic. And so I'm giving away a thousand copies of my book. All you have to do to get your copy is head over to beginmybiz.com slash free offer to, you know, sign up for your copy. All you have to do is pay shipping and we will mail one out to you. I am so excited about this. I want to serve you. Grab your copy today. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I want you to know that today's show is all about developing the leadership and sales systems to scale your business. We're also going to be talking about wealth. What is it? How can you contain it, especially if you're a woman or a girl? And also, We want you to know that they're going to be sharing some great insights tonight. And if you've been thinking about these things, if you've been trying to figure out how to scale or what you needed to put in place so that you could scale your business, you're struggling with feast or famine sales in your business, we've got some great information for you tonight. The Small Biz Chat Podcast is a peer-to-peer interview show where we get you invaluable information that you would otherwise have to pay big dollars for. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. And it's time for me to introduce my next guest, who is also my friend. Her name is Sharice Conanen Johnson. She is an MBA and an CFA. I'm going to let her tell you what that means. Health expert, investor, business strategist, public speaker, media personality. And she calls herself the original wealthy girl. Sharice is the author of the new book, A Wealthy Girl, Seven Steps to Prosperity, peace and personal power and i'm so excited that she's here she's also the managing partner of the mission-driven consulting firm next street a firm that mobilizes capital customers and capabilities to small business owners she's pursued a life of purpose by investing in financial markets teaching building businesses and stepping out on faith so if you want to know more about her go to sharice says.com sharice thank you so much for being here Thank you so much, Melinda, for having me. I'm super pumped for this talk. All right, good stuff. So listen, it has been a stressful year for everyone. This past year has been rough, and particularly for women. You know, the statistics show that over a million women have been pushed out of the workforce by the pandemic. And you're saying, but wait a minute, you said now is a perfect time to be focusing on wealth creation. Talk to me, Sherry's. Where, where, you know, how, how am I doing this if I'm worried about all the other stuff going on? Absolutely. I want to encourage you and everyone else when we talk about wealth and why we should be focused on it right now, it's because we have the opportunity to take advantage for what we know can be ours. Liz said that earlier as it relates to the sales process. Well, we have to take control of what we want our wealth to be. 
I'm a big fan of being the CEO of your wealth and with everything going on, we have to hold both things. We're in a new normal. I don't want to go back to the old normal with a resizing of our values, a resizing of what's important to us. Why not take another look at how we might do things differently with our jobs, with our money, with all the things that allow us to do the things that we want in this life. And that is why I'm a big fan of being that CEO of your wealth amidst the pain and and again, trying to do that in order to get you to where you want to be. I like that. Be the CEO of your wealth. We're going to get back to that in a second. So tell me about tell me about your new book and, and how to be a wealthy girl. How did this even, you know, come about? What made you even write this book? Absolutely. Well, I have been in a career journey right now where wealth has always been at the center. And I was just coming off of maternity leave. I now have a 22-month-old baby girl. And as I was returning to the workforce at my day job at Next Street, I said, you know what? For the next generation, she epitomizes it. But all the other young women out there, I wanted to put out in the world how to give guidance to what it means to truly attain wealth. And I define that holistically. As I looked into her face, I said to myself, well, isn't just about the dollars and cents. We're so much more than that. And people obviously are a big part of that, but also our relationships, our faith. And so I wanted to put together these seven steps that allow us not just to get the prosperity that comes in the form of dollars, but to get the peace and personal power, because that's what's going to sustain us in this COVID environment and, and other trials that will come. So that that actually brings me to my next question. So so how do you define wealth? So it sounds like you, you're saying not just about what's in your bank account or in your pocket, right? So tell me what are the other things that one should count as well? That's right. That's right. And just for everyone as a reminder, wealth tangibly and traditionally is defined as your total assets. So your financial assets, your private companies, real estate, minus your debt. Could be credit card debt, mortgage debt, student loan debt. We know, good Lord, have a lot of that. But (laughs) when you take those assets minus the debt, you get your net worth, which is your wealth. I'm saying in addition to that, I still want to get those things because those things are important to me. But in addition to those things, my intangible assets, it's my relationships, my connections, my network, who am I surrounding myself with, my education, and not just the paper that says a degree in which I attained it from, but my experience, my faith, which for me has been a big part of my journey. And I know for so many others and being hopeful when they can't even see the outcomes. And so those are the things that I want to embark and and let people know that those assets, and particularly as women, where statistics try to define us solely and patriarchal statistics, and also as a woman of color, as a Black woman, those things are important because these gaps, the gender pay gap, the racial wealth equity gap, that isn't everything that defines me. And I'm tired sometimes of being beholden to some of those standards that actually don't encompass those intangible assets. All right. So let's talk about some of those misconceptions or myths that people have around wealth. Sure. I think one of the big ones that people have is that I'm not worthy of wealth. A lot of people don't believe that they have the ability or that they deserve a high amount of wealth and on both fronts. And so I'm here to tell you, and I'll say it loudly, 
I am a wealthy girl. I own that. I'm the CEO of my wealth, right? So that's one of the misconceptions that you're not worthy. Another misconception is that people believe that they don't have the skill set. Sometimes understanding the numbers, understanding what it takes to get to the next level, I might not have that, or I didn't grow up with that in my household. Maybe my parent wasn't a small business owner, or my parent wasn't in finance. That can weigh on your psyche. And I want to tell you that you can learn those skill sets. You can have the experience. You can surround yourself with those skill sets that you might not have. And, you know, we touched on that with Liz and both Jeff. Those are very important things that you should keep in mind. Another misconception is that wealth is an individual activity. I think we have a poster child in this generation of individual wealth attainment. You look at, you know, Facebook, one of the biggest success stories in terms of its impact and reach across the globe. And everyone thinks of Facebook. What do you think of? Mark Zuckerberg, right? And Mark didn't get there by himself. He had a whole team of folks journeying with him and helping him on the side. And that's the secret of the wealthy. They have a lot of help. And so if you can tap into that, it's about the power of the collective and how can we all move forward and attain wealth ourselves? I love it. I love it. So what are the seven steps to living a wealthy girl life? Absolutely. So these seven steps, the first one is you got to build an environment for wealth creation that is surrounding yourself, what I call your 18. Yes, you might think of a financial advisor. Absolutely. You should have one of those in there. But your informal peer groups, that encompasses your A-team, a therapist, a career coach, a sponsor, a mentor. You might not have all of these things at the same time, but putting yourself in a position to surround yourself with people who can assist you, and assistance is a good thing to make you go farther, a little bit faster, I think that sets you up for an environment for wealth creation. Also, that involves having some of the ambition that you need in order to take to that next step. The second step toward having a wealthy life is the ability to work your craft. Everyone has a unique skill set and everyone is going to do it a bit differently. As you have this wonderful platform that we're able to come on here and, and really showcase our skill sets, I mean, that is about working your, your craft, right? It is about doing that thing that you just do really well. The third one is about making sure you develop an investor mindset. And I know we'll probably spend a little bit more time on this one, but that being on the offensive and being on the aggressive and investment to get a return is really important. The fourth step that I want to share is the ability to run wealthy experiments. This is just a process of growing, testing, and ensuring that you have a mindset of experimentation to generate wealth in service of wealth. That's really important. The fifth step, you need to start or support the entrepreneurs and small businesses around you. It's not enough to say, oh, this person is over here starting a business. What, what can I do if I'm not the entrepreneur myself or the small business owner? The sixth step, so important, building a faith muscle. This is going to make sure that you can get through the dark days when you can't see the outcome of the wealth that you want to get. And then the last step, certainly be a girl. And I define girl, not in a traditional sense. I, I put girl in quotation because whether you're gender nonconforming or don't choose to identify yourself as a female, a girl, what I say is harnessing the power of the collectives. We are so equipped at bringing people together and making sure that our community benefits from our power. 
And if you're a guy listening to this, there's a role for you too, because you can support the girls in your life. And you can also harness that mindset of pulling people together to reach toward the goal. Now, I know that budgeting is like a key activity in wealth creation, but I know from paging through your book, you're anti-budget. You don't like that word. So I, you, you created something that all, that is the alternative to that. So help me help explain to us, what do you call it? Your sipping and living allocation. Like, tell, tell there me you what go. That is. There you go. You're right. You're right. I hate the word budgeting because it can be so constraining. It actually sets us back one because a lot of people have a hard time sticking to a budget. And so why try to stay with it when you're not going to stick to it? I prefer allocating your money and whether that whether you're running a business or allocating your personal money, it's what is the cash flow coming in and then how are you going to allocate that because you need to spend that down. And that leads to my sipping and living allocation strategy and it's a framework. Sipping stands for saving investing, paying down and protecting. And we can get into those specific components. But ultimately, if you do that first, save and invest, paying down your debt and then protecting yourself, whether that's insurance, health, car, like all of those are important. And then living your life. That's the other part of the framework. And that's the living part. If you do those first sipping parts, then you can live and do everything else you need to do, live indoors, you know, get the groceries and, and not get too caught up in the subcategories that I have found. And I've talked to thousands of people about how they quote unquote want to budget. And it ultimately comes down to, to choices that they make. But up front, if you could do those sipping stuff, you'll be in a really good spot. And so I have some guidelines around what that entails for you at every one of those broader categories. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So you talk a lot about the, the investor mindset. So I want to get back to that because I think that's like sort of what people need a lot of guidance around. So tell me, you know, how do I get started? If I, if I don't have an investor mindset or I've been scared of the stock market or Lord cryptocurrency, like what, you know, what should I do to start developing sort of like that investor muscle, if you will? Absolutely. So it actually ties back to the framework of being the CEO of your wealth. The first part of, of building that investor mindset muscle is to set that vision for what you want. This is super important, whether you're gonna do a vision board, whether you're gonna write those things down, what are three to four elements of, of the life that you want? Write those down on a piece of paper, draw a picture, put them up. Remember to tell yourself and remind yourself on a daily basis what those things are. The second thing that you're gonna to wanna to do is to, to take action. And so you can start small. You may not have you know, thousands of dollars to invest, for instance, but, but these days with the resources that are out there, you can invest fractionally. You don't have to have the same magnitude of money in order to invest, for instance, in cryptocurrency or you know, a Bitcoin. I mean, that is going to be super important you know, my mom is one of the best investors that I know and paying attention to the trends that are happening around you. If you take us back a year ago at this time, Zoom, right? Everybody was starting to get on Zoom. You weren't, you know, isn't that much, but you knew that people, we were moving virtual. Zoom stock at that time was trading at $125, right? You could have taken just a little bit of money, put it into that stock, September, Zoom stock was just trading under $500. I mean, individual stocks is one just example of what's happening around you. How can I make sure and take advantage of the trends? And 
being able to act on that is the key. Most people are overloaded with information. I think Jeff was talking about that, but changing that behavior from the information to action, even in small increments is so important to build the muscle. And then the third piece, I would say the step is to build the confidence. And the way that you do that is having the right infrastructure around you, whether it's the tech platforms that enable you to do what you need to do, whether it's an accountability circle. I talk a lot about the promise and premise of, of wealthy circles, which is a group of people that can be accountable to those goals and to that vision and also co-invest with you. You don't have to do this thing alone. I love it. I love it. All right. So we're almost out of time, but can you tell me what is the best place for people to get a copy of your new book, Wealthy Girl? Absolutely. You know, I love that question. Right now, the best place that everybody knows you can search for it is Amazon. You can buy the book on Amazon, the ebook, the audiobook, and the paperback that you just showed. And I appreciate that. And I hope that we spread the love and spread the wealth. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. All right, Sharice, what is your favorite podcast? Yes, I have to go with The Daily. I mean, it's the New York Times podcast, and I'm a huge story kind of documentary style consumer of news and politics and culture, and they do it all in that podcast, and I can I can get it on a daily basis. I actually like that one, too. Cherise, what is your favorite business app? My favorite business app is a productivity app called Pocket. I don't know if you use it, but it allows you to capture articles, stories, anything on the web. And for me, consuming a lot of information, I need to do it efficiently. And so that's a productivity saver for me. Love it. I love it, too. I love that one, too. What is your favorite old school marketing tip? Favorite old school marketing tip? Man, favorite old school marketing tip. Pick up the phone. (laughs) I learned that one from my daddy when I send him emails and invites. And he said, can you pick up the phone and call me if you want me to do something? So that's my favorite tip. That's a good one. That's a good one. Cherise, what's your favorite business book? Man, yeah. Life, I got a lot. But one of my favorites is Getting to Yes, uh, William Urry and you know his partner there. And I use it all the time in terms of negotiating, persuading, moving people to where I need to move them. Excellent, excellent. I like that book too. Listen, thank you guys so much for being my guest tonight on the Small Biz Chat Podcast. And thank you all for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. For more information about how to start and grow a successful small business, head over to succeedisyourownboss.com or you can check out one of my brand new courses on Small Biz Lady University. Thank you all. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. And I leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.